Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, February 26th, 2022. Think of just the most godless, morally depraved place in the world that you can think of. Uh, maybe you think of some place that even brands itself Sin City, like Las Vegas, or maybe you think of some part of the country uh, that just is very clear in its rejection of God and His Word and His ways. Uh, maybe you think of some foreign place uh, that doesn't even know about Christ and, and how uh, godless that can be. Uh, there could be all kinds of things that come into your mind, but honestly, I, I doubt any of them even today might compare to what we would think if we could observe ancient Canaan. Uh, you know, this promised land that God was giving to the Israelites. Well, what was one of the reasons he was giving it to them? Well, because of the sin of the people that already lived there. And so the conquest that we will eventually read about was in part God's judgment on these wicked nations and peoples who lived in the land of Canaan. And so they are taking over, and even we've already seen God is going to have them take over little by little over this promised land so that, you know, wild beasts don't come and overrun everything, and also to test their faith and really to test their holiness. Because God is going to call them to clear out this land, but as they do so, to live differently. That the people of Israel were to live differently than the people of Canaan. And we see this so clearly in our Old Testament reading today in Leviticus 18 through 20. And as we consider this, you might not think of where you live as as wicked as Canaan or maybe even as wicked as other parts of the world. But you're going to need to hear God's words to the Israelites. You shall not do as they do. And let's see how that starts in Leviticus 18, verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived, and you shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan to which I am bringing you. You shall not walk in their statutes. You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. And then we we see him in chapter 19 use another word for this idea that they are to be different, they are to be set apart. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying in chapter 19, verse 1, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Right? You are to be holy. You are to be set apart. And so now, as we consider that, how are they to be set apart? And what I want you to see is that the the things that they are to be set apart are ways that you and I need to strive to be set apart today. Because you'll see the core problems here are still things that are very much a struggle today. And that's where we often think of Leviticus as a book that is so far removed from us 
But I want us to see, no, some of the issues are very, very relevant because the main issue that we're going to see uh, in these chapters that even he wants them to be different is the area of sexual morality. He wants them not to engage in the kinds of sexual immorality that the people of the land of Canaan have been engaged in. And he goes through all kinds of lists of different types of sexual immorality. And that's where you and I must confess that we live in a very sexually immoral age. And that's where you might look at, you know, other parts of the world or other parts of the country and say, oh man, look at the sexual immorality over there. For instance, you might point to Las Vegas and just say, man, look how in your face the sexual immorality is there. But what we need to honestly admit is in this world, especially in the age of technology, there is nowhere that you can live uh, that, that there is not the impact of a rampant Uh, just rejection of the morality that God wants us to have in this area. And, And that's where we need to watch ourselves. We need to consider ourselves and our own, um, really the temptations that are around us. Just think of our culture, think of popular culture and how much sexual immorality is exalted in that. And that's where to some level that that might be easy for you to look out and say, oh yeah, that out there, but we need to watch our own hearts. And we need to realize some of this sexual immorality is, is rampant, right? We can criticize the world, but then we'll watch things that are just dumping sexual immorality into our lives. Really, the, the reach of, of pornography even now is just un, unthought of in, rec, in, in even recent history, right? The accessibility that people have to temptation now is extreme. And so we need to listen to God and say, you shall not do as they do. God is calling us to be holy. And so we need to guard our actions, but even we need to guard our hearts as we've already seen Jesus teaching in the Sermon on the Mount that the man who looks lustfully at his woman has has committed adultery. What we need to realize that the world and also my flesh uh, is going to be tempted in this way, but God is making it clear. No, he's calling us to be set apart. We live in a sexually immoral world, but God is calling us to something different. And so I want you to even just be honest with yourself. Are, Are there ways that you're compromising in this area and even you're normalizing that because that's just what people do. No, you shall not do as they do. That is what God has saying. And maybe, especially in this area, there's something that you need to confess and you need to bring to light so that God can really change you and help you grow to be set apart as holy. Another thing that we see God really warning them to be holy in is how they treat others. And even in the English Standard Version, you see this summary uh, starting in chapter 19 and verse 9. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. And even talk, starting off with, hey, don't glean all of your fields. Leave some for the poor and the sojourner. Um and all of these, you know, different things that are meant to just be very practical. Hey, we shouldn't be hating one another. Even it says in verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, uh, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him, right? We're not to bear a grudge, all of these different things. Again, these are modern problems. 
We can at times be very materialistic and selfish with our stuff instead of being generous towards others. We can bear grudges, but that's what the world does. And God is trying to tell us, you shall not do as they do. Now, as we think about all this, some of this is really what points us to the gospel and drives us to realize, I need forgiveness. I need a savior. I'm trapped in ways of living that are immoral or selfish. And that drives us to uh, that our atoning sacrifice, if we just consider what we just read on about the day of atonement, right? Uh, it, it drives us to seek that atonement and seek the savior, Jesus Christ. But now, as, as his people, he's calling us, be holy. So we should examine ourselves. Are there ways that I'm living like the world by being selfish? Are there ways that I am living like the world by being immoral, even if I'm just allowing that to fester in my mind? No, God is calling me to be holy as he is holy. So the book of Leviticus, you might think, oh, yeah, and that's old. That's, that's a hard book to read through. No, if we're actually given an honest reading, we'll be convicted. And I pray that that conviction would lead to more holiness in our lives. Now let's shift to the New Testament and we'll see another challenge that I think for being honest is something that we face a lot today. And today we're looking at Matthew 15, 32 through 38 and Mark 8, 1 through 9. And this really records the events around the feeding of the 4,000. Now, if that starts to sound familiar, well, that's because very recently we've read about the feeding of the 5,000. And I think it's very clear that this is a separate, albeit similar, event. And that's why one of the remarkable parts is we see Jesus saying, hey, I have compassion on the crowd. And this is where the only time we see Jesus even use the word specifically compassion about himself. Sometimes we see others use it of him, but here we see it about himself and he doesn't want to send them away. But the disciples say in, if you look at Mark 8 verse 4, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And that's where, as the reader, you might say, Hello, McFly, don't you remember what Jesus just recently did? One commentator puts it this way, Some find the disciples' question incredible in light of the earlier feeding of the 5,000, but it was consistent with their spiritual dullness and lack of understanding. And I just want us, before we get too busy pointing the finger at the disciples to genuinely ask ourselves, how many times have I doubted God or questioned God or got frustrated or got worried in some situation where I have seen God provide in a very similar situation before? And we need to be honest, a big part of the problem is our own spiritual dullness and lack of of understanding. And I want to encourage you, think about some of the situations in your life right now. Many of them, I would guess, you've seen God provide in very similar situations before. May we all learn to trust Him and to learn the lessons that God can provide. He has provided. He will provide. And may our faith in Him grow. Where when we see the challenges, we might say, well, I don't totally know what to do. I don't know how this is going to work out, but God, I know you do. So give me wisdom and give me faith to trust you. So two very different passages this morning, Leviticus, and then looking at Matthew and Mark and the feeding of the 4,000. But in both of them, I think we see valuable lessons on the importance of holiness and hopefully a lesson in Matthew and Mark that builds our faith and our trust in the God who has provided and who will provide. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. For want more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.